Hi everyone, you are listening to the Marketing Uncovered podcast. And in this show, we look at how marketing shifts our mind and how you can use the same insights to grow your business with marketing. Starting today. This is your host Aditya Agarwal and I help businesses grow their sales and brand with social media. So let's get started. Hey everyone. So in this episode, we will go back 2000 years and see how marketing actually started. And why did it even start? Going back will make it really clear for you to understand if and why your business needs it. and how you can approach it in a manner which makes sense for your business not according to how everyone else is doing it it will break down the idea of marketing and will help us understand the essence because honestly the basics have been lost as we develop technologically digital media social media and guerrilla marketing is all the rage right now and at the end i'll tell you about a question that you should ask every time you start a new marketing campaign So let's see what we can find. So in the 1st century AD 2000 years ago there was a very famous Roman city called Pompeii. The city was wealthy with luxurious lifestyle, tall buildings, flourishing trade and all kinds of places like cafes, hospitals etc. Now Pompeii was as good as it could get during those times. and if you think about it it was even better than some of the rural areas or underdeveloped areas we have in india right now but this prosperity in pompeii didn't last long one fine day a nearby volcano mount vesuvius erupted and the whole city was buried under hot and smoky lava gushing from the volcano it was a devastating event the city was destroyed but over the long term what it did was preserve the life under those volcanic rocks so when it was excavated in the 19th century modern day italy it became one of the largest archaeological sites now this city tells a story of how people lived in those times during that time although the city was flourishing society wasn't still technologically advanced so the way people lived and traded was still very primitive for example if we are talking about a commercial standpoint people were still selling products in standard packaging no cardboard or plastic wraps they would just use whatever was easily available for example a most commonly used commodity called fish sauce would be sold in standard bottles made of clay Now no matter where you get your fish sauce from it would look and feel almost the same except if you get your sauce from a man named Saurus This man Saurus was able to sell more fish sauce than any other seller at the time and selling this fish sauce made Saurus rich Now he didn't sell more because of any kind of advertising or good manufacturing process 
he was just very good at getting his ideas across. Rather than packaging his fish sauce in standard bottles, with the help of some really primitive tools, he wrote the best fish sauce on the bottles. Now this act of writing something was not rocket science. But it was enough for his product to stand out in the market, making him rich and capturing one third of the market at the time for the standard commodity. Now he wasn't the only clever person in Pompeii. Another merchant labeled his wine according to where the wine actually came from, whether mountains or fields. He would also offer free wine cups with the wine. Now that is no different from the free toothbrush you get today with a toothpaste. Now you might be thinking, how is this even relevant to my business? I've already labeled my products, right? Have you seen any product which doesn't come with a label? No, every product has a label. In fact, they have much more than labels. They have the product name, label, pictures, nutritional value, logos, certifications, everything that you need to know about the product. So just adding a label wouldn't help you. But you know what? It's not about labeling now. The bar has been raised since the last 2000 years. When Soros labeled his product, he was doing much more than labeling. He was making sure that his product stands out. He was making it clear for the customers to understand what the product was about. Moreover, he was clearly able to communicate through the products. And those products didn't just stand out. Most importantly, they made the buyer feel better about the purchase. Aren't most of us in the business of selling emotions? Now that might sound really capitalist, selling emotions, right? But uh, think about it, isn't it true? When you buy a simple household item like a soap, you don't just buy it to clean yourself. You buy it because it fights germ and will keep your family healthy, especially during a pandemic. You buy the safety for your family rather than just a cleaning agent. And you buy the soap from the company which is best able to convince you that they can help you protect your family by killing the germs. So selling emotions is the one thing. But you need to stand out as well because everyone would eventually catch up. And that is what happened. Throughout the ages, people began to understand the importance of branding their product. They still didn't write as much information as we do now, but they recognized the importance of differentiating. So they would use distinct shapes. They would use things as simple as seashells to just make imprints on the product, to make their products stand out. But again, it was too mainstream when everyone started doing it. Earlier, the markets would be arranged on a weekly basis because there was no permanent setup. But as it progressed through the 17th and the 18th centuries, those weekly markets became fixed and the new ideas to market products start emerging. Shopkeepers would build huge display windows in their shops to showcase the product. This would 
encourage the people who are passing by to have a look at the product and even inquire about it this technique is still used today how many times have you gone inside a store because you saw something really good maybe you went inside to ask its price or maybe you just wanted to hold and see how the product feels now promoting brands and products wouldn't be called marketing until the beginning of 1900s but things were always moving ahead in 1800s a man named matthew bolton came up with something known as influencer marketing today yes he did it before it was cool he did it before the age of instagram so he would simply sell his clothes to the influential people or the nobility in the society at very low prices sometimes those prices wouldn't even cover his cost but he would more than make back his money when those people would wear those clothes to parties or events and when their relatives or friends would ask about the clothes and that is how he'd actually make money another example of such marketing development would be seen in the 1700s when a london merchant named daniel defoe published information like trade of britain stated in 1707 and trade to india critically and calmly considered in 1720 this would help british houses to make business decisions because information was not freely available back then so something like this would be called marketing research now but they simply did it to help businesses make better decisions so we have been through the history trying to see how these stories and some of these events can make it easy for us to understand marketing as we know today so here are two key takeaways from my side first is don't think of marketing as a rigid business function because it's not it's just a way for business to get more attention to increase brand value and sales and that is the objective and to get there you don't have to follow any kind of guidelines don't follow the tips provided on a blog or the theories provided in the textbooks i mean they can be useful but don't get fixated on anything and just try to be different which is the second takeaway and it stems from the first one make it stand out you don't need an instagram page just because everyone else is doing that maybe having a whatsapp group of very tight knit and engaged consumer can be really helpful to create very good word of mouth marketing and you know especially during this online era things spread out very quickly if a trend goes viral maybe it's a meme trend or a trend on reel or tiktok everyone starts doing that to just ride along the wave but that is the wrong way to approach it if you really want to be the leader in the space make your own trends stand out and that is what marketing is about in the most simple terms standing out so every time you start a new campaign ask yourself will this help me stand out from the crowd the differences don't always have to be very obvious and clear to the consumers but you should know what you are doing why you are doing that and where are you going without following any kind of herd mentality let me know what you think so if you want to see the picture of that fish sauce bottle that was excavated on which sorus wrote the best fish sauce 
You can go on the website marketingundercoverpodcast.com slash episode one and find the show notes and the picture there. In the next episode, we'll come to the 20th century and see how this primitive marketing turned into something that we know today. It's really different from what used to happen, but there has to be a reason why everything shifted. So stay tuned. Hi, so thank you for sticking to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. But since I'm just starting on this journey of podcast, it would be really helpful if you could leave any kind of reviews. If you have any questions, whether you like some things, whether you don't like some things, you can leave your valuable review and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and receive an update every time we release a new episode. Tag us on Twitter at Marketing Unpod. And everything that was discussed in today's podcast would be available on marketinguncoveredpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep experimenting.